Doug South Studios in Oxford, Mississippi. We're mass communicating. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. This is the End of the Line Podcast, powered by DougSouth.com. I give it a, uh, a 10. A 10. Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that. And now, here your host, Rocky LaFleur. Everybody on? Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. No yelling in the butt. Josh Webb. Sorry I had a fight in the middle of your butt. I'm party. And Jake LaTondres. I am bad news. Also starring Rob Crew. I bet this guy's into the woods a hundred bucks. And Bradley Ramsey. Bill Martin inside. Showtime. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Showtime, everybody. Showtime. Welcome to the end of the live podcast. Mississippi. You're, you're probably sick of hearing that word, aren't you, Jeff? Mississippi and Illinois River both. River. I'm tired of hearing it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as I'm talking to you, I'm looking out the shop window at my sandbag pile here. I'm looking across the street at the houses surrounded by water and sandbags and water coming out of a sump pump out of their basements. People sandbagging all up and down around here. There's a tractor down here moving sandbags next to me. Yeah, it's uh, getting ready to put some floater goose and duck decoys out and see if I can do any good here. What? All right, so you told me pre-podcast that this is not the highest that it's ever been in your memory, 93. No, not where I'm at. It was uh, in, uh, we're at 40 foot, you know, 40 foot level right now, uh, and we're usually down around 25 or so. Uh, but anyway, it's in 1993, it was 42.3, I think, and uh, so it was two foot more to go. But we've got another at least six inches to go. And that's not counting rains coming from up north, so it could get way worse than it already is. But the worst possible thing that could have happened already did happen, and it happened last night. And we've been working, if any of you have uh, watched my Facebook post with the boat full of sandbags and all that, I've been sandbagging for weeks trying to keep this. There's a levee uh, on the other side of the river here that goes and that's and there's a bridge that goes over the river here and that's our number one way out of this county is either you either get out by that bridge or you get out by ferry boats and all the ferry boats been shut down for quite a while and um, so the bridge has been our way out otherwise we have to go straight north through a bunch of hills and hollers and everything because everything's flooded and go out that way so this bridge last night, the levee busted and flooded that whole area, so it's flooding up right now as we talk. And uh, yeah, but the only way to get out now by ride like uh, I'm gonna go pick my girlfriend up tonight. She gets off work on the other side of a boat, so you know, boat's the only way in and out of here basically. So when's the crest, and how, how long will it take to fall out? Well, it's supposed to crest by tomorrow, but. Uh, you know, who knows, or, or Thursday, but um, who knows about this rain, you know. And falling out, is the, is, if you look on, if you go on to, there's an app you can put on your phone called Rivercast, and you can punch up this about anywhere what it's done. You can see a graft of it. It's slow. It's going to stay at the crest level for three or four or five days and then start slowly going down. And that's the problem because rain will catch up with it, you know. 
it's uh, the Mississippi River, which is right across the other river. That's where I, I'm looking out my window of my house up off the hill. I can see the Mississippi, and it's it's already started to recede some. Uh, not much, but it's starting to go down. But yeah, it's a, it's a mess. And but this where this water and this levee broke over here, and those roads that it covered to get us in and out in 1993. Uh, that's all I can go by. Is in 1993, it took three and a half months to go off to where we could drive it. We could get out of here. So what we do is, is you park your vehicles on the other side. You can make a big tour north and go about 200 miles, park your vehicle right on the other side over here, and then you boat back and forth. And most of the time to get to the boat, you know, I run a four-wheeler or do whatever. So, yeah, it's mm. not no easy task. So, Man, it is a, it is a large... I'm going to say probably a third of this country right now is has flood warnings or flood watches or, you know, with, right. with the Missouri and the Arkansas rivers and then the Mississippi and then the, the small tributaries that feed the Mississippi through your part of the world. That's a right. lot of, lot of land acreage. Yeah. It is. It's crazy. One thing. One thing we want to worry about this year, though, <laughs> we won't have to worry about. We talked the very first podcast about the flooded corn because there ain't gonna be none. So it's flooded, all right. It's flooded right now. <laughs> so, but there is no other corn either in the dry fields, you know. So there's none. So I don't know what'll happen with the duck migration this year. You know, I know in '93 we honestly had a pretty good year, but um, you know, after all this, but it wiped everything out. But um, so we'll see what happens, you know. All right. It's a pretty devastating deal. Jeff, last week, a little heck, probably the slowest podcast that we've done together, but it was one that, that everybody wanted to hear, and and that was talking about the indictments. And I, I pretty much had enough and sick of reading uh-huh. through them because uh, – Kind of where we're headed with this over the next couple of podcasts is we're going to find out where and how the how the feds kind of derived those charges, how they came up with those. Mm-hmm. And look, all right, I want you to pretend like this. Let's let's do this. So your daughter just two podcasts ago, your daughter had called you, mm-hmm. said, "Hey, the feds have." You need to get to a computer. The feds have released a, mm-hmm. a set of indictments against you. You need to get to a computer and read these. Mm-hmm. I want you to pretend like last week's podcast was you hearing those charges for the first time. Where did okay, where did, from uh, that night? Because that was at night. That was on a, your your daughter had called you. Need, I think you'd come in from hunting. Mm-hmm. We were at the duck club. We just come in, so it was probably about quarter to five or something like that, you know, in the evening. Of course, it was dark already and everything, quarter to five after a long day, you know, of hunters and everything else. We had a, I know we had a bunch of hunters that day. I can remember that. Uh, she told me, and so, of course, inside of me just wilted inside, and, and uh, I just said, I remember I looked at them guys and my buddies there, and I just said, it's all over or something, and, this, and uh, I said, they just released this, you know, instead of letting, so I called my attorney. I remember that. I called my attorney off the bat. He, had knew, he knew nothing of it. And uh, so I took that off. That is nuts. Know. 
Yeah, they that is nuts to me, Jeff, that, that the attorney doesn't have those charges. Yeah, they don't have to do that. That's not what they have to do. They don't have to tell them. So they don't. It'd be you would think they would, you know, out of respect, but um, yeah, you'd think that the victim would, or the guy they're charging. I put it that way, not a victim, but the guy they're charging, they, they would know first. You would think, you know. I mean, I don't know. I guess I don't understand law. I would think if they were going to charge me with all those, they would come to my house and say we're charging with all these right here. You know, not the way it works. So, so, but that's. I would think I that they lying. would send a letter to your to your attorney. Email something. A phone call. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the phone's still working. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of laugh about it now, but I wasn't laughing in that day. I can promise you that, you know, because I knew it was just, I knew everything was crashing and coming down. It was done. You know, I knew everything. The world I knew of was gone, done. I knew at that minute, you know. So I just told them, guys, I'm out of here. I'm going home. So... Uh, I went home, and I don't know, they, you know, they was worried about me. Next thing I know, all my daughters were there, and my, you know, and Cole was there, and, you know, everybody was at the house worried to death about me and buddies and all that there, you know. And, of course, I won't lie to you, first thing I did was reach in the freezer and got a uh, a bottle, and I started on that bottle, and I ended up with a lot. Of, I got, I won't lie to you, I got hammered that night. It wasn't good, so... uh that wasn't me, you know, to right. do, but I, you know, I just, just, I mean, I don't think I've ever been that messed up, wasted in my entire life. And, but I was trying to drink it away, you know, because I knew what was going on. And I paid for it the next day. I remember that. But uh, uh, then from that point, you know, it was, the, it, you know, the ball started rolling, you know, the next day. And, and uh, of course, Everybody, I'm, you know, by that time on the internet, you know, before, you know, by the next day, I'm already the, you know, the antichrist, you know, already of waterfowl hunting. So, you know, I was already persecuted on there, you know, and it's it's funny how people jump so fast to persecute somebody like that, but but they did, and uh, it's whatever. And uh, I got a hold of my attorney; they're on them, you know, and of course they're having a you know, uh, back and forth argument, you know, why didn't you tell us, why didn't you do this, of course, so that, that's when the ball started, so then I started calling people, and I started calling people that were, uh, you know, I started calling people that were close to me, what they did, and I knew how things were going to go by the hush-hush of several of them, you know, they weren't talking much, you know, and, uh, you can you can tell when something's wrong with somebody, you know, when they ain't gonna say much. So, yeah, it, it, so the ball started rolling at that point, and now all the trips to the lawyers started, and you know, in the next few weeks and months and all that, you know, back and forth to the lawyers and all that. So, uh, then we went to the point of now we got to go meet with them, you know. So that's when when we went back a few podcasts. That's when I went and saw went up to Springfield uh, with my attorney and saw the, that undercover fed for the first time. So, uh, you know, that's when the ball started rolling at that point. So, And then I had to go to court, naturally, you know. And the worst of that is is when these indictments come down, that's when uh, the sponsors and, uh, you know, the big box stores and, uh, you know, it was a big box stores were doing it, you know, to call you up and, hey, man, we can't hang on, we can't do this, you know, and they're, they're cutting orders and all that's when all that was happening at that point, you know. 
So that's why I've always said in this podcast here, uh, like it or lump it or whatever, you are guilty until you're proven innocent. It ain't the other way. So, so anybody that says it not, you just haven't experienced it yet. <laughs> so, but yeah, they had me. They had me uh, persecuted. I was wrong and all that there before I ever got to you know. So I ever got a court date at least. So, so, so that's kind of where it went right, from you, there. You 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 get the charges. You get the indictments, mm-hmm. and you start mm-hmm. calling uh, some of your friends. Now, would that be considered harassing or uh, harassing a witness? Well, it's not if you don't know a witness yet, but, um, yeah, it is. Once they've got community, yeah, I didn't know that, but even though I didn't, if I harassed them in any way, that is uh that is called you know uh that's harassing a federal witness you know at that point you know so so it's not good yeah so that's when is the when when but i didn't know they were at the time yeah right what what were some of those conversations like um uh let's take the cameraman for example you know him and i were really close and the first night, if you remember, the first night he took he took off. You know, remember uh, the first night when all the feds, everybody was at the shop. He comes back and says, "Oh, I got to go pick up my kids. I got to get out of here." And then the next day he ain't saying much. And then he come and got his stuff and left. Well, I called him, and the only thing he and he was real sheepish. Didn't want he wouldn't answer phone half the time. Wouldn't talk, whatever. And when I did talk to him one time, he goes, "Hey, I got to go up to Virginia, Illinois, to a courthouse and meet with this guy, and he wants me to do this and do this, and I ain't going to say nothing. I ain't doing this, and I'm not doing that, you know." And that was, you know, what I'm saying that was, you know, that was kind of how. That's when you know, all right, he's done. He's run his mouth. He's done something, you know. So, but but yeah, that's that's, you know, and there were several of those, and the one, he just played along with it the whole time, you know. Uh, the McGowan, he he played along with the deal the whole time. What? What do you? I mean, what? To come up with those charges, what what did do you think the cameraman gave him? What do you think he told him? That hey, we. Um, you know, he, it's not so much as what up. he told them as what they asked him and went along with. You know, uh, it's like we was talking last week. You know, on this date right here. Did you shoot your ducks? Did you not? We do, you know. Did you shoot four ducks that day, or three ducks, or what did you do? You know, that was that was the question, and, and I didn't know at that point until later on what he, you know, anything he'd said. You know, I didn't know what he'd said. You know, if we'd tell him, you know, we'd shot his birds or what we'd done. You know, I don't know what he'd said, but I knew he was dirty enough that I thought, well, he ain't gonna be nothing. You know, they'll have him, you'll have him arrested a minute for everything I know he's done. You know. So he ain't saying nothing about anything. So, but, so, but, but I knew by his reactions that he had they'd gotten to him or made him a deal or something. Hmm. But I didn't know everything there was to know about immunity at that time. All right. So, how many people overall did they interview throughout? Um, this, uh, this whole time, uh, I'd say interview. They probably interviewed over thirty-five, forty. 
counting hunters, pay hunters that had been there before, you know, and all that, and outfitters and all that. I'd say they probably talked to 35, 40 people. You know, I was, that's a guess off the top of my head, but I would say that many. Immunity-wise, you know, um, there was 11 for sure, and uh, there might have been a couple more. And a couple more of the immunity statements I read was just, you know, was statements from, uh, you know, from other people when I read them. But, uh, but yeah, there was 11 of them. They give them to- 11, they give total immunity and let them off the hook. When was the first time that your lawyer obtained copies of of these uh, the immunity? I guess please, uh, I guess you'd call them. It wasn't too long after all that that uh, it wasn't too long after all this that uh, he called me up and he said, "I need you to come to my uh, office for a couple of days." I go, "A couple of days," and he said, "Yeah, I need you to come up here. I really need to talk to you." Okay, so um, he said. He said, I need you to spend, you know, you got to spend a lot of time up there. I got you something to look at. So I went, I said, okay. So I go up, and he got there that morning, and he walked in there, and he said, here, I want you to go in this room. And uh, he told his secretary if he needs a coffee, whatever he needs, get it for him. He'd lock him in this room here. And he goes, here's a pad and pencil. I want you to write down everything there is about the people in all these papers right here. And that paper, stack of papers, is a foot and a half, two foot tall. I go, what is this? I was lost. I didn't know what it was. He goes, that's immunity papers. I go, what are you talking about? And he said, that's everybody that turned against you and everything it was. I go, you got to be kidding me. And he goes, no. And I want to know everybody that gave a statement in there, what you know about them, everything there is to know about these people and what they've done or whatever. So I said, oh, my gosh. So I sat down, and curiosity's got me now, you know, and I want to see this. So I sat down, and I start thumbing through these papers. And one of the first ones I came to, was a paper from Tom Matthews that used to, you know, be one of the owners at Avery. And I, and I used to, you know, I was on their staff for for several years. That's and when right. I left, he, he, wasn't very, he wasn't very happy. So, what did you say, Rocky? No, I said that's right. I mean, you, the, he's the yeah. owner of Avery. And why in yeah. the world would – so, right, you ended that with saying that he wasn't very happy with you leaving. Do you think that's why the no? When I left, him, when I left him? there, and I don't care who knows, this kind of public knowledge what knows. And when I left there, uh, I'd been with Final Approach for years, and uh, they got some new owners, so I left. And uh, uh, Matthews got a hold of me, and uh, Fred Zink, and got me in with Avery, and I was with them for a couple of years, and sold a lot of product for them, and did whatever. And, and then Final Approach got some new uh, new new people, and was starting a whole new program. And uh, as you you probably remember, they had Lee Jos uh, doing all the photography and stuff, and did a whole brand new program with it. And and they wanted me to be, and they made me an offer I couldn't refuse. The bottom line, you know, I mean, you know, we had TV shows and uh, signature series products and all that. And it was something, you know, it's just anybody would have understood. I thought so. So I called him and told him, and he wasn't very happy about it. So. Uh, he's a vendetta guy. He's going to get you. So I'd had a little dealings with him before. And, uh, when he named that blind, the migrator blind years ago, you know, I had a lawsuit against him and, uh, you know, cause it was foils migrators. You know? So anyway, so 
Uh, the first one I read I picked up was from him. It said, Tom Matthews, owner of Avery Outdoors, had called the feds and said, if you don't do something about this uh, guy, all the ducks and geese he's shooting, over limits he's doing, if you don't do something about him, I'm calling my state representatives and, and senators and everybody in Tennessee, and I will get to the bottom of this, and if you need to do your job, and blah, 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 blah. That was the first thing I saw. Holy crap. So I'm si- and I'm sitting there going, Holy crap, why would he even do this, you know? Why would he even think about doing it? So, anyway, um, I go to the next, I don't remember, there were so many who the next ones were, and, and it was the next one would be was, uh, you know, was one from us, uh, Mark Carey, where he writes down, you know, the guy that worked for me, uh, you know, and tells about, oh, he was baiting, and he was doing this and doing that, and just, he had a whole big long list. I can't remember everything in that same thing. And what it was, when you read these immunity papers, though, when they give somebody the immunity, uh, now they weren't given Matthews, I just had that in the, you know, statement from him in, the, in these papers. But I guess my lawyer figured they were going to use that in court, so he wanted to know everything there was to know about Matthews. So, anyway, I put, uh, I went down through there, and the next one I seen, I seen this Kerry, and he did get immunity. So when they get immunity, the, the feds ask them questions. And then they they make out the feds make out the immunity paper, and and they make it from their statement, but they put it in their words. You follow me? Right. So, and then at the end you sign it, and you sign it, and it's like here you sign this thing, and it may not be exactly what they told them, but it's in their words, and they put it in there, and then they, they sign it at the bottom. So he was the next one. Yeah, he told me we're doing all this stuff, and we killed them birds in Canada, and we did. You know, uh, I forget what else he told. It was a whole pile of stuff. You know, he was the one to start. But by that time, by the time he got to immunity, that drug thing had already washed out and all that, so that wasn't in there. Um, what else did he tell me we did? It was about over limits in Canada and over limits at the club, and uh, we were baiting and that whole scenario. And so he'd signed it. So I read that, and I wrote down about him. I go to the next one, and it's uh, uh, I see this one here, and it's uh, uh, Sean Hammock, big Sean Hammock. Uh, and he worked for me, too. I'm thinking, what the heck? Of all people, what the heck is he saying, you know? Same thing, you know, and he, he admitted to killing uh, his over his limit and putting him on somebody else's name and all this here. You know, and I'm thinking, now this is the guy. This is the guy that works for me, and hang on one second. And this is the guy that worked for me, who the July before this, I was out of town, and he shot and killed a turkey right across from my shop. We're in town and got caught with it, you know, and they're going to give him immunity on it, you know. Not many people know that happened, but I've got the ticket to show it, but... Um, but yeah, they give him compl- after him admitting to all this stuff. He did complete immunity. And yeah, did Foyles know this? Yeah, he knew it. You know, so they go from him to uh, the next one I picked up, and th- and there was a lot more to these. You know, I can't remember them word for word. I could get them and read them word for word. But uh, the next one I seen uh, was this Brian Reniger, who was the uh, camera guy, and I seen his, and it said, uh, you know, how same thing we'd shot his limit and. And he'd seen the deal in Canada, and 
I forget what, he admitted to killing all these uh, ducks and geese on his deal, too. They let him completely off. Um, then the next one would have been, the next one I seen, oh, was the Marshus, Denny Marshus, the guy that was, uh, you know, used to own the club with. And he's, what I distinctly remember on him and his son, Jason Marshus, they both give him immunity, was uh, them both admitting to killing 27 limits and writing them down on their own. They did that on their own, you know. That was one thing, you know, the big thing in a minute. So they let them off the hook completely, signed a paper, get along with Did foils know this? Now, in my book, <clears throat> he was half owner. How can you give him immunity for doing that, you know? Why is he any different to me? He admitted to doing it, you know. But they let him off the hook. Uh, then I found, the next one I found, uh, I found some good ones in there that weren't, you know, people said we didn't do anything. And then, uh, then we seen this one, his name's Tim McGowan. Now, this is a guy that was your friend for years and all this here. And uh, he's the one that's been working for me all along. This is a year later, you know. And he's been working for me all along. And, uh, oh, I got my own attorney, and I'm not going there after me too, but I ain't doing nothing. All. He just fed him full of that. He'd been working for him the whole time. He gave him complete immunity and him admitting to all that. He's the one with the kid, the 11-year-old kid with his son. You know, give him total immunity on the thing. Uh, let me see who else on there. The, oh, that, uh, uh, that right, Brian so, McMurtry. So, he was another one. Let, 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 let's 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 look at this for a minute. Let's talk about this. Okay. Immunity. First off, immunity is given even if you uh, you're given immunity. If you broke the law, pretty much they don't care. They're just taking your word at what you have to say about somebody else as a witness. Exactly. Correct? Uh-huh. In, in just exactly. layman's common terms, that's the way to put it, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, right. I'm sure now, there's a... As you read this list of people, and there's more to, there's, there's more to go through. As, oh, there's a lot I'm more not, to them, yeah. All right. But I, w- I want I want to talk about these first few that you that you've mentioned. Just from knowing a little bit about the story and what you said in the past, a lot of these people that have been given immunity and that have admitted their own faults and and you know made the witness to your faults, mm-hmm. these people have. You guys have something personally going on in your relationship right now at that point. You, you're not We're on the working up and up. For me. <laughs> well, I mean, some of them, like Tom Matthews, your your partner in the land, y'all have had a kind of a yeah, split he was up mad going it, your yeah. separate race. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. there, there, what I'm saying is there are people that – that if a good lawyer in court, you know, you're granting me immunity about against somebody I hate and I want to see go to prison. Right. I can right. make up a few mm-hmm. things. Uh-huh. I can. It may not be the truth, but I can prove uh-huh. that in court if you're, uh-huh. you know, if you're crossed up. Uh-huh. You're exactly right. That was my. That's your first deal. That's what your first thoughts. Well, well, I'll fight these guys to death. How? How? Why would anybody, you know, 
why would anybody, you know, a, a, a jury sit there and convict somebody when these guys are all getting immunity? You know, it, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. So that's to me, it's like, and, and, a, and it's not the same at all. It's not the same at all. But it's like I'm letting Sammy the Bull go for, uh, you know, convict uh, John Gotti. You know, in a bigger sense. <laughs> You just let a guy that admitted to murder all these people go, and uh, you know, I just, I just don't get why they did that. And yeah, you're right. You could have put them on the courtroom stand and, and and ripped them apart, but that goes back to where they money you out, you know, but before you get to that point. So, you know, knowing, kind of knowing what's coming and how this ends up. Well, I don't want to go that far today. Well, all right. When I got and then this, you know, it wasn't all them. I mean, it just kept going on. It was these, you know, it was these whitetail property guys, you know, that I had. They had just started out, and 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 it's a, it's a camera guy, you know, that Paul Sawyer that was with whitetail properties for him, and then uh, the, the Jeff Evans that worked for him, and those guys that work for him are running this. You know, they're giving them immunity over this, and I'm sitting there going. As a human, dude, I just got you. I just got you all your sponsors for this TV show. You watch Whitetail Properties TV show. It's been on for, you know, several years now. I, I got them all their sponsors to start every bit of that. They were my sponsors, and I went to them and got them started with it. They went and got their first, uh, I went, took them down to their uh, White Horse Productions, you know, drove down there. Paid the guys, paid the guys dinner, paid for a million dinners for him, and the one time he was going to buy, he pulled his credit card out and it was declined. So, you know, these are guys like this that I took care of like this, you know, and got them going and and helped them in the industry. This Paul Sawyer couldn't even turn a camera on when he was a banker and come to me wanting to get started. This and I sponsored him, believed in him, and all this. How do you do that to somebody? I mean, how how do you how do you how do you sleep at night after you did something like that? Just to clear your own butt, and what's he going to clear his own butt on? Because he let the one guy shoot his limited ducks. That's it. But you're going to you're going to you're going to throw me under the bus like that? You know, I I mean, it's just I, that was the part that was really really hard to believe how weak some people are. You know. All right, let, let, let's, know, and, let's and, walk through. Let, Jeff, let's walk through the ones that you've that you've talked about so far. Number one, um, Tom Matthews. You and Tom. You've left Avery. There's hard feelings. And let me get this out there. Don't know Tom Matthews if he walked him and come knocking on my door to fix my dryer right now. Wouldn't know it. But being in the industry and hearing other people talk about him, this guy is an ass. I, I, I don't and shouldn't even say that on this podcast in the well, open air if, for thousands if you're anybody, of years. If you know anything about the industry, that's a that's a well known fact. You know, everybody knows that. Well, he, you know, he's a lunatic. But um, Shane Bill had been harder today. He knows him better than anybody. <laughs> it's probably good that Bill is not here today. It's probably Bill not. We probably put him in a box there. Yeah. But, uh, Ooh, it it would be bad because Bill could tell a lot, a lot of stories. Oh, he knows more about him than anybody does. But but you know when I when I will say this, I've always said this. When I worked for him, as long as you know, I worked hard, sold a lot of stuff for him, did whatever I could, you know, pushed pushed every hard as I could, 
And, man, he was good to me. You know, he he was never bad to me. He was always good to me. Gave me anything I wanted. He was good to me like that. It was just, it was a business choice. It was nothing else. I mean, it was just a, a business deal. I mean, they were uh, offering me in the world, you know. And at the time, at the time of this all happened, uh, Freddie was working there, Zinc was, you know, was Avery. He was their main decoy man and their main man at the time. And like I told Matthew, I said, dude, as long as I'm here, you know, and with you, I'll always be number two no matter what here. And I'm, I don't, you know, I've got a chance here to go, you know, and when they give you a chance to do your TV show, give you a good salary, give you all your products and all that, and, and uh, make, you know, make signature pro- products and stuff, you know, and we did a video, and I, you know, and I hosted a TV show and did the TV show and all that for them. As long as you did this, you can't turn that down, you know. And I know if I had anybody working for me that wanted to leave for something like that, I'd pat them on back and say, well, you know, yeah, go for it. I'd either that or I'd offer more money, you know, something. So that's right. When I got that opportunity, that's why I left. Oh, you know, it just it burned him in two. He was mad, you know. He was hot. But that's, uh, you know, anybody that's ever left him, you know, or he's got rid of him or he's done the same thing to You know, he's tried to bury him or whatever. But, uh, you know, and, and that's probably the reason that, you know, he is, uh, you know, that's probably the reason that he is on the street now. I don't know what he does for a living now. I know he didn't in any part of the industry that I know of. But, uh, and as a Christian, I don't, worry, I don't, uh, I don't wish him no harm. I'm just telling him what happened. You know, in the way it was at the time. All right. So it sounded like to me, if I go back, uh, we can leave Tom Matthews. You just got to understand, uh, you know, if I'm a lawyer, I'm like, okay, I'm through with this guy. You know, mm-hmm. if he's on the stand, uh, you know, if we're going to court, I'm through with this guy. I, I prove that he has a business and personal vendetta against you. You know, questioning him on a couple of things. You know, I can't remember what movie. Well, I, I think it was my cousin the, Benny, where he says, "I'm through with this guy." Yeah. Well, the first thing he would ask him was, "Did you ever hunt with foils? Did you ever go to hunt with them?" No. End of story. I'm done. <laughs> everything you're, I'm everything with, he's got to hearsay. So. So, I'm done with this. He guy. would have been done at that second. Yeah. But the fans made sure they put that in there. You know. All right, so the, the the other three that you had mentioned so far were cameramen, right? And, and uh, I guess an editor of past videos. Uh, yeah. Well, he he edited and uh, and and, and ran the camera both. Um, let's talk about this for a minute. I think it's a very very important. You know, I've been texting, messaging with people uh, that have been asking me about charges against you last week from traveling around with a few different um teams that film hunts in my past mm-hmm. and i'm not i'm not saying that it's right I'm not saying that but mm-hmm. if your cameraman has a license then by all means i'm not saying it's the law or it's right you, you, the whole group shoots his ducks or geese. They, you know, well, it, it's just it an happens. unspoken I mean, it's, thing. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't think what people don't get, what people don't understand is it, it's, uh, you travel, you spend a lot of money traveling, uh a lot of money on hotels, everything that's involved with the hunt, you know, and trying to find the fields and all that, and it doesn't always work your way, you know. I mean, I've traveled a lot of places, you know, and spent a lot of miles and didn't kill and get any footage whatsoever. But, uh, and when you do, you want to get all you can. And so I've done both ways, you know, I've done both ways. I've, I've bought cameraman their, their uh, license, and they've got up, and uh, uh, the guy that, uh, in fact, the guy that, uh, you know, we were talking about last week in Canada, and I told, you know, I asked him if he got all that, and he quit filming or whatever. Davo, he, he, uh, David Johnson, he from Tennessee, he, he, uh, sometimes I'd buy his license and he'd get up and shoot, and I'd film him, you know, and we'd do that, you know. But he was real adamant about it, so I, I mean, in all the years he filmed for me, uh, I bet I didn't kill his limit two times. Seriously. We just didn't do it because he he wasn't that man, you know. He was a, you know, he just wasn't the guy who did that, you know. And uh, and the up, but the other guy was all about, it, you know, the Renegar. He was all about it, you know. He didn't care, you know. He didn't care. He'd shoot, but he'd shoot his, you know. Most of the time, he'd shoot his. He loved to, he loved to hunt, so he, you know, he'd usually shoot his. But right. like you said, it is. I'm not saying everybody does it. I'm not. Saying and you're not saying right. it's I'm right. like you. I'm not saying it's right at all. It isn't right, but it's just, uh, you know, like we talked about last week, you know. I'm 14 hours away, and they hammered me for him shoot for the guy shooting, uh, indicted me for the guy for, for the Sawyer shooting or letting uh, the Pete Alfano, his buddy, shoot his four geese, I'm, you know, or two geese, you know, two geese. Now, did he pay for his? Did he pay for his? Was anything when you come out of there with 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 five people and you had ten geese? You know that's legal, but it's that individual limit party hunting deal again. It goes back to so you know. And anybody up, anybody out there that's been, and and I'm not saying any of this is right. I'm just saying this is the way it works. But anybody out there that's a guide that's ever been a guide in their life. Um, you know, I got the biggest kick out of this. All worried about it, but I thought, oh yeah, well he's letting the hunters kill all these birds. That's the last thing you do. You want to get them killed and out of there. You know, I can't express that enough. You know, and so a lot of times, you know, they can't hit, they can't hit the broadside of a barn. You know, so I mean, you could go out there and burn your hole down, and you only got so many opportunities. It's not like they're just throwing them out of a truck somewhere, and you keep shooting. You know, and you're running a business and whatever, and so you jump up and shoot with them every time. You know. And if they walk out a happy client and you walk out of there with uh, five guys with ten geese and everybody's happy about it and they say they killed them or whatever, they're a happy camper about it, well, so be it, you know. Is I don't it think you could have put legally that in. I don't right? Think you... No. But uh, morally, I don't know. I don't know if it is morally or not. That guy's happy and whatever. You know, I've had guys in the pit with me. Hunter's in the pit with me. Shoot, 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 shoot. And he goes, dude, please, just shoot my birds. I want to take a couple home, you know. So, anyway. So, uh, I, I I think that that is a uh, – you know, that was a that was one for me as a guide when I used to guide that uh, I stopped carrying a gun with me 
Because I, I got sick of the old question, hey, can we shoot yours too? No, you cannot. Mm-hmm. The only person that's shooting yeah. mine is me. But I had guides <laughs> that did take a gun and um and I've talked to guides that took take a gun and they they shoot their birds. Mm-hmm. Um I will say this, knowing different guides from across the nation, it amazes me how much better people shoot when a guy takes a gun. Oh, now, yeah, is it not. is it right? <clears throat> no. But when mm-hmm. you got a guy coming from Georgia that, that duck hunts one time a year, mm-hmm. and you're taking him to oh, your you... best hole, yep. that you're going to hunt yep. twice a week, because and, mm-hmm. and the thing about it is, you want to get out of there by nine or ten o'clock, or you're going to burn exactly. it up. Exactly, you don't want to burn it up. Is it right? No, legally, it's not right. But mm-hmm. to ensure that clients are happy all year long, it's right in that sense. Mm-hmm. Is, are you doing anything? Are you shooting over the limit? Are you walking out of there if it's three people with? 42 ducks? No. You're walking out of there with 18. Yeah. That's it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 been my point to this all along. And, and uh, you know, I asked the Fed that at the very end after I, I'd done served my time and done everything. I said, why did you do this? You know, I'm going to stop party guys. He ain't going to do it. And he said, I'm going to stop guys from shooting birds. Well, okay. I said, I highly doubt that. How are you going to do that? I told him the scenario. He said, you're going to have to limit them to so many shells. Well, that's okay. That sounds real good. That sounds real good. Okay, boys, you're only going to get 10 shells today, like they used to do in the state areas in southern Illinois. Well, how long are you going to have a business? You know what I'm saying? They didn't come out there for that. You know what I'm saying? So Exactly. It, doesn't quite, it sounds real good, but it doesn't quite work that way. Uh, in, in real life, you know, and, and let me ask you this one. Here's another one. So you're a guide, and you do let them shoot their birds, and you jumped up and popped a couple of your birds, okay? And you got a couple of your birds or whatever, a couple of geese, and that's all you can have, whatever. And so you're the guide. It's your dog, and these boys here just crippled, just knocked into a bunch of geese out there, and they got cripples laying everywhere out there, and they're, and they're swimming everywhere in the water. Now you got the dog, and you're out there in the brush looking for these things. You take your gun along, right? Mm-hmm. Or, and you shoot those cripples. Is that legal? That's what always been a question for me. It ain't legal. But what are you going to do? You know, you're going to let this guy go out there with your dog? That ain't going to work. He's probably going to trip and fall and, you know, get wet to start with. He ain't going to do it. And there's no way he don't have a clue about what he's doing. Yeah, so, so you got. I mean, that's part of your job going out and doing. So yeah, I, 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 there's so many gray areas. I guess you could say it to me. They don't see it as a gray area, but I kind of do. But uh. it, 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 look, the thing about it is, while we're on this topic, it's easy for a law enforcement officer. Any of them are listening. Please don't take this the wrong way. The Lacey Act it was developed to in the in the early 1900s to prevent um, market hunting 
it was to slow that down because the market hunters were about to wipe out the population of ducks. Mm-hmm. Ducks and geese. So we're living under a law that was developed for a group of just, I mean, just a group of market hunters that were killing hundreds mm-hmm. upon hundreds. That, and, and if you look real deep into it, you know, I don't know if you looked that up or what, but if you look real, real if you look deeper into this, uh, Lacey Act was a big, big part in the early years. It was a big, big part. Of, it was a big game violation. I mean, they did it for big game, taking big game across the state from Wyoming to the the, the, to Colorado, to where, you know, from Canada in here and all that. And that was that where, if you look at most of the Lacey Act violations, that's where you'll see them. It's a bi- all big game stuff. It's I mean, 90% of what you see. It. You hardly ever see, you know, I don't know if I've ever seen one, you know, where it's a, uh, it's a duck ticket, you know, but um, I didn't even think it would. I didn't even think it would come in. I'd like, Lacey Act, what do you mean you're going to charge me Lacey Act? You know, but. Uh, but yeah, it's it's. I'm with you on on the whole. It wasn't even for. It wasn't even made for this. That I, that the way I seen it. But doesn't matter. It's, 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 it's the law. It is the law. It is the law. It is a law that I will be the first to say it needs to be updated. There are no market hunters yeah. anymore. Yeah. There's not people no. going out here to sh- shoot. 175 canvas back off the front of a P row in the Chesapeake Bay with a, you know, right. a lantern and a and a punt gun, mm-hmm. and take them across the state line and sell them, you know. Right. Right. So, that, that, yeah, that's not the time and age we're living in. There. And mm-hmm. what I'm what I'm getting at with all this is there's a large gray area. There's black and white on each side. There's a shade of gray in the middle. Mm-hmm. That shade of gray gives um, the government a area to work in that, to me, no matter where you go to, I don't care who you go with. There's a shade of gray that if, if I wanted to bust Jeff Foles, Rocky LaFleur, Spencer Halford, uh, Fred Zink, whoever it may be, there's a shade of gray that I could get you in. Right. Yeah. I could write you for something. Most likely you could, yeah. About any time. About any time. I'm going to leave that alone. So, I don't want to kick that. I always that said that. this about it, you know. Um, I don't want to kick that. You know, and, and, and I, again, I've, I've done this the whole time through, and I'll always will and whatever. I did wrong. I, I, you know, I did wrong. I, I, I broke the law. I did whatever. I'm, I'm guilty. I, I'm guaranteed. I'm guilty of what I admitted to being guilty of. But when yeah, we go back to all this, and when I was getting all this, pers- after all these indictments come out, and I was getting persecuted and all that, you know, it wasn't much I could say. You know, I mean, if I said I had 50 people jumping down me like a pack of wolves, <coughs> but excuse me, but. Let's just say, you know, and there was a lot of people did say this, you know, and I commend them for it, you know. Did you ever speed? Did you ever go fast? Did you ever run a stop sign? Did you uh, ever have too many drinks, you know, five or six, seven drinks and walk out of a bar and make it home okay and never got a ticket? Did, uh, you know, or did you get a DUI? 
and could have killed somebody or done so is is that less of a crime and that makes you less of a criminal than somebody shot an extra duck or two you know so uh, I I, i'm not comparing i just always wanted to ask that it, question i think uh, that's a great way of looking at it let, let, let's say the speed limit is 55 what's yeah. always the number that you try not to go above as a driver 60. to keep yeah yeah 60 to 62 to 60. is the max. You're running 62 most of the time. They give you five miles an hour. That's an, it's mm-hmm. an admitted thing by most, uh, most, most officers. They give you five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's always that one guy, and I've I've met him. I met him in in northeast Louisiana, a little small town, mm-hmm. about 15 years ago. He wrote me a ticket for two miles out, two miles an hour over. <laughs> would that happen? What I'm saying is, would that two miles per hour happen anywhere else? He's one of those. Yeah. He's one of those few. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just I look back you, at it and I go, you know, anybody that has a few beers or whatever, and there's a lot of, you know, a lot of guys in this industry do, you know, uh, I always get, you know, you know, I, I just hate when somebody goes, oh, man, that guy got a DUI. Well, no kidding. You could have got 100 of them, you know. You could have got 20 of them if he got caught, but you didn't, you know. That's the only difference. He got caught, you know. So now he right away, he's a bad guy because he got caught. But, but what all I'm getting to is this here is, is – how many people, you, you know, if if you live in a glass house, you shouldn't show cast stones. That's I guess that's all I'm saying. But you know, there's a lot of different ways of breaking the law and causing different reactions and stuff. But uh, and I and I, you know, it's all gone and passed and everything. But uh, you know, I've admitted to it. I admit to what I did. I shouldn't have done it. I wish I could turn it around, but I didn't. And uh, there's some of the things I wouldn't have changed. You know, when some of the things I wouldn't have changed because I didn't think there was nothing wrong with it. But um, I guess what we're talking about today, the main thing we're talking about today was the immunity. And me personally, I probably have the biggest, that's the hardest pill to swallow of it all, is what is fair about letting this guy loose over here for 27 ducks over the limit and just because he told you about it, you know? I mean... Why is he not going to jail? He should have been my he should have been my bunkmate. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm just I don't agree with that. You know. Here, here's here's the two points that I want to make today as I jump into the mobile Duckside Studios. The two things that I want to say, Jeff, kind of like what you're saying. If we're gonna catch people for speeding, let's catch the guy going 85 and 55. Right. Don't worry about the guy that's going 57. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Use common because sense. The, the second thing is... Give me two seconds. Edit this out. The second thing is, Jeff, don't leave people in the dark about the gray area. If that right. makes any sense, I know that that is a mm-hmm. kind of a pun up on a pun, but don't leave people in the dark about the gray area. Mm-hmm. If, if we're getting one guy, let's get let, look. Let let's educate the state. 
mm-hmm. on what the gray area is. I think the most right. thing that I've learned the I think the thing that I've learned the most from talking to Ryan is most state guys, unless they work with feds or have worked with feds in the past pertaining to migratory game laws, mm-hmm. they don't understand the law themselves. They can't even. They know that you're supposed to uh, keep birds. They or they think that you're supposed to keep birds separated, and you're, you know, they they're supposed to be with you, and you're. There's there's so many things, other things that have to be followed, mm-hmm. as it pertain, pertains to transportation, as it pertains to right. uh, ducks and geese from the federal law. Well, but, but it's like it's like a, the, the first interview. The guy, you know, the state guy, the Fed, the, you know, the the Fed was there with me, the very first one, I and mean, I'd give him that scenario, you know, about what would if us three went hunting, and I said I would separate them, and the Fed goes, well, why would you do that? And the state guy goes, because in Illinois you have to separate these here, and I'm thinking, dude, I think you're supposed to do that anywhere but Canada, but I'm not sure. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, so so yeah, there's a there's gray areas they don't even know. And and next time and after hearing this will probably educate yourself on it, but I remember when I was wanting to be a, a federal picking shed, you know, have a federal picking shed, I couldn't tell you how many of them I called and asked. They didn't know what the rules were on that. Didn't have a clue. So I mean I just looked it up in the code book, you know, on looked online and figured it all out, you know, what you're supposed to do and and, and I called a guy in Southern Illinois who ran a picking shed and told me. But I bet I talked to three different ones that couldn't tell me what those all those rules were. Yeah. And actually, they're pretty simple. But uh. I, I'll so, tell you yeah, this, where is I, it? As it pertains to Ryan, Ryan Warden has developed a when when you be, want to become a processing facility, you have to keep a logbook, a record yes, book. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Well, two states have told him that his his processing book or log book is good to go in their state one mm-hmm. another state has told them that they'd bury them because of that book huh. or with that book wow so here's my here's my whole deal to close this out today let's remove the misunderstanding the the gray area that we keep talking about that everybody lives in Mm-hmm. If the speed limit is 55, tell everybody it's 55. We're going to bust you for going over 55. Mm-hmm. Let it be night or day. What is the law? Educate the states that put out these outdoor di- digests and these, these when you buy your license, you know that little book they mm-hmm. give you in every state. Right. right. Here's here's a set of game laws you have to follow while you're in Oklahoma. Right. This is the you know the, our state laws pertaining mm-hmm. to turkeys and deer in here, but also look at the end. This is the federal mm-hmm. laws that you have right. to follow to the T. Right, exactly. Where can you find that at? Nowhere. Tell me where you, when you go pick up your license. Do you get that? No. You get any of that? The, the, you get a little they water tell book and tell me how many kill. Yeah. <clears throat> Give you a bag limit, and they'll tell you a handful of stuff about. It, but they don't tell you. The, yeah, I, I don't know, dude. Uh, you know, I've always said if they would, um, if they'd spent more time just watching me, rather than the two point five five million dollars looking for, you know, 
talking to people, trying to find something out, it, it, things would have turned out a lot different. So I don't know. Uh, this the aggravation to me, I guess the part that's probably as aggravating as anything to me about it is is letting somebody go, letting somebody go, write them off, we'll give you total money. You did wrong. You did as much or more wrong than this guy did. Okay, so we're going to take eleven of you to get one guy. We're going to get this guy. So you put them out there on the street and let them completely go of all these here, and that makes that right. I mean, I, I don't see where that's right. Now, let's do this simpler. You guys do your job, and you go out there in the field, and you catch me or that guy or whatever doing it, rather than depending on somebody's statement that you scared to death. And I got no problem with that. But it, it works the same way in, in, on on uh, you know these drug dealers or whatever you know they pinch they pinch the little guys scare him to death to to get the big guy and I let him go I don't know I just never have understood stood that whole process but I don't know I think we hire him to do a job he, not to scare people I don't know. it's it's not like he's going to stop selling drugs after you give him immunity <laughs> well <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You know, so anyway, but they've got their finger on these guys after federal witnesses. You know, these same guys that I just, you know, I just told you about. Don't think they didn't get their finger on them. You know, I mean, they kind of signed their life away when they do that. Yeah, there's one thing about it. You know, I mean, they signed signed their life away. I'd say if they had to go ask them another question today, they'd have to answer it. You know, so on somebody else or whatever. You know, right. One of these guys they gave all this immunity to, and, and, and I just got to get this out there. One of these guys went to work for a big outfitter. And uh, I've heard more stories about him shooting over his limit since then than anybody, and he never got punched for it. And I said, well, that outfitter's probably going to go down one of these days. <laughs> so, anyway. no, you're not kidding. Yeah. Jeff, as you said, look, I want to close it out here. I want to ask you this. As you see these names, these first few names, and we'll go through some more next week, but as you see these names, what's your emotional reaction? Well, first of all, you're, you you got two of them. You mean, you're, uh, first one, you're in shock, you know, that this is a guy you work for, this is a guy you helped out, this is a guy you got a shotgun for his kid, you let his kid hunt, you do whatever, you brought this guy in, you took care of a ticket, him him taking care of a turkey, you paid for the ticket and talked to the judge, give him a lenient as he could, uh, get him a lawyer, do all that. And then the next guy, you know, you have brought him up when he begged you for a job and gave him money, hauled him all over the country, done everything you could possibly do with this guy, and... You look at this and go, this guy did this in one day, told him this in one day over a, you know, and it been around me all these, I, I don't know. And, and then, then the fury hits you. Then you're mad, you know. So, yeah. and and then, But back to where we were at the very beginning of this you know, podcast, everybody's built different. We're all human. We're all built different, you know. Some people can handle it, and some people can't, you know. Some people, you know, Travis Wood killed himself over the thing, you know. He couldn't handle it. You know, but uh, you're, it's, we're also all built different emotionally. So, so in one one part of it, I've never, you know, I've always had one part of it. You know, uh, unless they just come forth there, maybe when they put the heat on them guys, I, I, I understand part of it. You know, I mean, that's, they're they're pretty rough on them. You know, unless you know the gig, you, you know, they're playing. You know, it's 
you know, I just wish they'd, you know, it's a pretty simple deal, you know. It's just, hey, man, this, it's all good. Just talk to my attorney. You probably later on said it, it's all good. It, you know, Later on, you, I did. <laughs> for, for understand that position and to feel, God, the thing about it is those guys are experts at getting information mm-hmm. out of somebody right. without they really they are yeah, uh, that's putting job. them that's under arrest mm-hmm. yeah. it, it, it's they get information with, without ever putting anybody under arrest you know we talked about it in in, in Ryan's podcast where it mm-hmm. unless they read you your rights you don't say anything if, you, you if, let your lawyer talk I I said this a long time ago in here, you know, it's 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 a simple deal if they're asking it and this came from this came from the FBI guy that I know. If they're asking you a question, they don't know anything. If they know something, they're putting the cuffs on you. They're arresting you. It's either arrest me or you really need to talk to my attorney. I don't mean to be I don't mean to be rude, but you know, I don't understand all this you're talking about. So you need to talk I need to talk I don't want to incriminate myself, so you need to talk to my attorney. And ninety percent of the time, they walk on to the next guy. And 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 then at the other point, the other side of it though is Jeff. How are you supposed to remember so, right. something that was given immunity to a, a guy was given immunity for something he said that happened five years ago? Right. I can't recall what happened on a duck hunt. So I got one question. So. You're going to go back and look at my record, and, and anybody wants to. Before this happened here, I'd never had a ticket for They had checked us a bunch of times. I had no problem if they just get out there you know, and uh, do their job, catch me doing something, and, and arrest me, you know. But it, it's, this was all brought about on somebody else's, what everybody else said. Right. Right. Well, Jeff, next week, let, let's go through a few more of these of the people that were given immunity and kind of what they said. Okay. And we'll, we'll go from there. Um, okay. And then we'll, and then we will start. What happened? I'll tell you what happened afterward at the end. <laughs> exactly. What, what happened those days after the immunity? There's a big part of this story. Um, that a lot of people don't know as it pertains to, to, to one of your guys, which is, a huge, huge part of the story that I think that everybody should know. But Jeff, thank you again. We want to thank all of you that listened to this edition of the End of the Line podcast, powered by DuckSouth.com. <laughs>